about Mission Street, this is TheBealBot.com. The Week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from San Francisco's Mission District, home of the burrito. Today is Thursday, the 4th of April, 2019. There are 330 days remaining until Ispanakova 2020. On this date in 1866, Dmitry Kazar- Ka- makes the first Attempt on Tsar Alexander II's life. He misses, is captured, and executed. The Tsar will live another 15 years before him being killed in a bomb attack. 1913, Eminoel Agricolos, the first Greek to fly, fly a plane across Greece, becomes the first casualty of the Greek military of Greek military aviation during the First Balkan War. 1939, Faisal II of Iraq becomes the king at age three. He will be the last king of the Hashemite dynasty in Iraq. 1949, the North Atlantic Treaty is signed by the 12 founding members of NATO in Washington, D.C. 1968, American clergyman and civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. is assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. The hotel where he's murdered is now a civil rights museum. Birthdays are... In 1646, French Orientalist Antoine Gallard, the first European to translate 1001 Nights, possibly writing the stories of Aladdin and Alibaba himself. In 1866, Nazi Keda Kadin, ne Emine Marchand, the Abkhazian wife of the last Ottoman Sultan, Mehmed IV. And in 1932, Russian Soviet filmmaker Andrei Arsenevich. Tarkovsky, whose films Andrei Rubelev, Solaris, Mirror, and Stalker are considered some of the best ever made. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to tabilpod.com or send us an email at tabilpod at gmail.com. Any question you want, as long as it's vaguely, vaguely related to Georgia. Two construction workers, aged 26 and 40, died in an accident at a Tbilisi construction site on the 31st apparently killed by a landslide. Several hundred people protested the next day, walking from government administration building to the site of the accident on Chavchavadze Avenue, chanting, fight so we don't have to mourn, no to the diktat of businessmen, and Tbilisi, city full of death, a parody of Tbilisi Mayor Kaki Kaladze's election slogan, Tbilisi, city full of life. Protesters tried to block the road while police tried to stop them. Four people were briefly arrested on charges of disobeying police and disorderly conduct. Two more were arrested afterwards. Those arrested reportedly included leaders from Georgian Young Lawyers Association and White Noise Movement. Activists called on officials to show up and take responsibility responsibility for the accident. When no officials did, Kaladze offered to meet privately with some activists. Protesters walked to his home to protest there. The rally was organized, at least in part, by members of the labor group Solidarity Network. Becca Peradze, head of the health ministry's labor inspection department, announced that the companies involved, Lech Kombinati, Transmsheni, and Kimin Jimsheni have been sanctioned. The first has been temporarily banned from construction work, while the second and third have been fined a combined total of 8,000 lati. Georgia has only recently adopted a law on occupational safety that allows inspectors to visit the workplace without a court order or prior warning, but it goes into effect in September 2019. Protesters have demanded that it go into effect immediately. According to the Interior Ministry, 59 people died, 199 were injured in workplace accidents in 2018, a significant increase from 2017, Most officials that commented 
on the accident and protest agreed that there was a serious problem with labor safety in the country, uh, though Mayor Kaladze took a different line, accusing the activists of being managed by an unknown political element. The EU-Georgia Parliamentary Association Committee, consisting of members of Georgian European parliaments, met in Strasbourg on the 27th and 28th. They adopted a joint statement that discussed progress towards EU integration. It was generally positive, but noted some concerns about labor law, environmental protection, discrimination against vulnerable groups, and the independence of the judiciary. They also mentioned some negative aspects of the 2018 presidential election, including misuse of administrative resources, pressure on voters, intimidation, and sporadic violent incidents, high level of polarization, the public and media, negative campaigning, and verbal attacks on NGOs. Two members of the Georgian delegation abstained from the vote on the statement, while the rest of both delegations the rest of both delegations voted in favor. Eleven members of the European Parliament sent Prime Minister Mamuka Bakhtadze a letter calling for a prompt and thorough investigation into the death of Zudidi Public School No. 6 Director Ia Kirzaya, who died of a stroke around the time of the 2018 presidential elections. Her family says that she was being pressured to join Otsneba and that the Ministry of Education, Science, Culture, and Sports Inspection Mechanism was used to exert further pressure on her uh, which it undoubtedly was, leading eventually to her death. The Tbilisi-based NGO International Society for Fair Elections and Democracy, or ISFED, has called for a comprehensive investigation of political intimidation and pressure on public sector employees before the 2018 election and added that pressure was higher in Zubdidi than in other areas due to traditional support for the opposition. Regarding the Kerzaya case, ISFED noted that the ministry approved the inspection just hours after receiving a complaint, which leads them to believe the ministry was expecting the notice. <laughs> Seems logical. The ISFED also believes that the complaint may not have come from a real person and that the recommendation of the inspection to dismiss the director was disproportionate to the shortcomings that were identified. Parliamentary Speaker Idakli Kobachidze visited Serbia from the 27th through the 30th of March. A bunch of high-level meetings attended an opening of the Georgian Honorary Consulate in Belgrade. Korean government is apparently providing Parliament with 50,000 U.S. dollars worth of equipment to start a printing office. NATO Military Committee visited Georgia on the 27th-28th of March. Senior NATO military officials from various NATO countries met with Georgian officials, including Defense Minister Levani Zoria, to discuss Georgia's progress on defense reforms, implementation of the package, and other security issues. NATO ships from Bulgaria, Romania, Turkey, and the Netherlands arrived in Poti on the 1st for a four-day port of call during which they trained with the Georgian Coast Guard to increase interoperability between Georgian and NATO forces. The Abkhazian and South Ossetian foreign ministries both commented on Georgian NATO military exercise that finished last week. The Abkhazians said that the exercises are a destructive demonstration of military ambitions and an open challenge to the national security of Abkhazia, while South Ossetian Foreign Ministry Dmitry Medoev said that the, quote, periodic reemergence of Georgia's possible NATO ascension feeds the Georgia's leadership revanchist desires and attempts for further ventures, end quote. Ridiculous, considering how they're following orders from the Kremlin. Oh, wait. Was that my out loud voice? Anyway, Russian Foreign Minister, Minister Sergei Lavrov and Abkhazian Foreign Minister Daur Kove met on the first. They also attended the Geneva International Discussion on the second and third. Dmitry Skitsishvili, Deputy Chair of the Foreign Relations Committee, visited the United States. According to the Parliamentary Press Office, the meetings were held at the U.S. Congress for two days 
two weeks ago, holding meetings with officials from the Department of State and the U.S. Trade Office and Bernie Sanders of Vermont, among others. Mm-hmm. Members of Parliament marked World Down Syndrome Day on the 21st by wearing colorful socks. Bidzina Ivanishvili made several rare public appearances this week in Samagrelo that were widely interpreted as attempts to build support for Otsneba in the May Zugdidi mayoral elections. On the 29th of March, he visited the village of Zeli Chibula in Chobi Rayon, where former President Zviad Gamzakhordia supposedly died in 1993. Bidzin announced that he would be funding a museum in honor of Gamzakhordia, because that's what Samagrela really needs, as well as a park, a church, a kindergarten, new roads, gas and water supplies for households in the village. He added that the government was working on an investigation into the still unclear circumstances of his death. Yep, emergency on that one. He visited Zugdidi on the 30th and promised at least one million lati to complete a half-built Orthodox church in the city. UNM head in Samagrelo, Murtaz Zodelava, called the visit an attempt to swindle local residents, but said that the citizens of Zugdidi would not be swayed. Former First Lady and Zugdidi mayoral candidate Sandra Roloff said that he had tried similar tactics before, but that she didn't expect any results in his favor. Interior Minister Georgi Gakharia denied any political motivation, saying this was a private visit of a man who respects Samagrelo. Tbilisi Mayor Kachi Kaladze also weighed in, echoing Gakharia's comments. Can I just say that saying it was not a campaign stop is really weird and very Soviet in the way of Soviet lying, where you're not concealing the truth, you're just saying, I'm lying. I know you know I'm lying, but I'm doing it because I can, because you can't do anything about it, because there's zero downside for me, and I think the lie is of greater advantage to me personally than any liability that may arise from you knowing I'm lying. You know, I just think it's weird that that's still a thing in Georgia. Another sex tape featuring Eka Besselia was reported on last week. Uh, though it was apparently it has apparently been on YouTube for several weeks, the Interior Ministry arrested an 18-year-old Ajaran villager for the upload, but said that the person appeared to lack both a personal motive and also had not been directed to upload by any third party. Recordings of Baselia were also released online in February, and 16 people were arrested. Baselia's comments imply that she believes Otsneba officials ordered the release of the tapes, and she said that if the investigation has not produced any valuable insights in a month, she will start naming names. Georgian Young Lawyers Association criticized the Interior Ministry for arresting people who uploaded the videos without looking for the source of the video, who recorded it, and who ordered its release. On the 19th, Parliament voted down the Otsneba proposal to dismiss via Kvanchitiradze, uh, the chairman of the uh, the chair of the Diaspora Committee. Following the unexpected vote results, Kvanchitiradze resigned. Parliament's Education, Science, and Culture Committee met on the 18th to discuss new Otsneba proposed amendments to the law on general education and other laws. Proposed changes include prioritizing the use of Yakov Gogabashvili's 1876 book Deda Anna in schools allowing students enrolled at vocational schools to postpone their military conscription, and a new initiative aimed at reducing migration from mountainous regions by improving social and economic conditions, including through raising the salaries of teachers. Parliament's Health Care and Social Issues Committee rejected a European Georgia proposal proposed bill on accumulative pensions that would have made the scheme voluntary, 
It is an idiotic proposal and not clear why they are pushing it. Parliament's Sector Economy and Economic Policy Committee endorsed a land ownership bill that defies the principles of property rights related to agricultural land and regulates sales. The author of the bill, Member of Parliament Otar Donelia, said that the land is a national treasure of Georgia endowed with special political, economic, and social cultural values for meeting state objectives and realization of basic human rights. The bill will create a National Agricultural Land Management Agency in part in order to address the questions about foreign agricultural land ownership, which is currently not permitted, which goes against the Georgian Constitution and is stupid policy. The committee also discussed the European Georgia proposal to defer technical inspections for vehicles that only use local roads until 2025 in order to protect farmers from inspection costs. Additionally, they are considering not taxing parcel ship into Georgia worth up to 500 lati in an attempt to reduce hassles related to minor online purchases. The current limit is 300. Parliament's European Integration Committee endorsed a new forest code for Georgia and 22 associated bills and amendments as part of the EU Association Agreement. Misha's been doing the rounds on various Fox News shows to defend U.S. President Donald Trump in the wake of the Mueller investigation which may or may not say that Trump did not collude with Russians to get elected in 2016, although the people who wrote the report are certainly disagreeing with its portrayal by the Attorney General. Anyway, Misha is has gone on the air to say, and I quote, I knew that the collusion was an absolute BS from the very beginning, end quote, and, quote, I know for sure that President Trump has done tremendous things to contain Russia, end quote, obviously both complete BS. He added that he believes that he lost in part because Clinton allies paid for by Bidzina encouraged then-U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton not to endorse Saakashvili's 2012 presidential run. The dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Misha is going full-on wacko, particularly on Fox News now. Um, and the, the worst part of it is his Trump ass-kissing campaign. Not a prudent long-term strategy, but then he's not the most prudent guy on the planet. In other Misha news, his preferred Ukrainian presidential candidate, TV president and comedian Vladimir Zelensky, won the first round of elections, beating incumbent and ex-Misha friend Petro Poroshenko with 30% of the votes to 16, possibly setting the stage for Saakashvili's return to Ukraine if the guy wins, and Ukrainian politics. He was deported. Misha was deported in February 2018. He's been living in Poland. He faces prison time if he returns to Georgia. Some Ukrainian political commentators thought Misha might be a Zelensky prime minister candidate, but his campaign quickly denied those rumors. Nearly 200 social workers that had been striking since the 25th of March returned to work on the 2nd, citing their responsibility to their clients. Ministry of Health has agreed to provide more cars and lawyers to social service centers to add a single staff psychologist to Tbilisi to announce for a tender, uh, announce a tender for improving social service center infrastructure and to simplify signature procedures. Social workers also will no longer have to perform technical tasks. However, some of their 22 demands for more resources, better pay, and other forms of increased support from the Social Services Agency have not yet been met, including calls for increased pay in 2019, appointment of court representatives for social workers, and general issues relating to the legal guardianship system. 
and the social workers plan to create a union to negotiate the remaining issues. They spoke to Parliament's Human Rights and Health Committee during the strike and demanded that the ministers of health and finance work with them to ensure better working conditions. Several days before the strike ended, Deputy Health Minister Tamar Berkelaya announced a plan from the ministry side that would increase salaries in 2020 to uh, 1,200 lati per month, evaluate the work being done by social workers, strengthen communication and feedback systems, provide improved technical support, and pay for social worker transportation. A group of local NGOs released a statement supporting the social workers, demanding that the Ministry of Health do more to help them. Over 200 predominantly Abkhazian IDP families took over the uh, Dirsi residential complex in uh, Tbilisi on the first private uh, apartment complex that the Ministry of Internally Displaced People is currently negotiating to buy. Families demanded to be provided with housing, saying, we've come here to claim the houses we deserve, while the Ministry said that they would not provide housing until the families left the complex, as it was unfair to the thousands of other families waiting. Police blocked off the area shortly afterwards, refused entry to all comers, including journalists. Those inside claimed this was inhumane as the occupiers, which included children, were being denied access to food, water, and heating. Residents of neighboring buildings said that the situation made them feel unsafe, with one woman calling the experience of having unknown people walking around her lawn unbearable. Ministry of IDPs said that there are about 90,000 IDP households in the country. 40,000 have been provided with housing. Ministry said that 800 flats will be distributed by June, including those currently being occupied. They will be distributed on a case-by-case basis, and the occupiers will apparently be treated the same as every other family that has applied. Ultra-conservative Georgian nationalist groups have been rallying outside of various predominantly Muslim countries' embassies lately. On Friday the 31st, they gathered outside the Iranian embassy in Tbilisi to protest statements allegedly made by sexist Iranian rapper Amir Tatalu, who recently performed in Georgia. They also moved to the Turkish embassy to protest a pre-election announcement by President Recep Tayyip Erdogan that he plans to reconvert the Hagia Sophia into a mosque. The building was built as a church in 537 BCE. Then, sorry, uh, after, you know, 537 AD or whatever that is, after Common Era, then used as a mosque after 1453 uh, <coughs> and became a museum in 1935. Dmitry Lordkipanidze of the Russian Public Diplomacy focused Gorchakov Fund apparently encouraged people's anger. Council of Europe reports that while Georgia showed the most significant drop in incarceration in the Council of Europe countries between 2008 and 19, it still has the second highest rate of incarceration in the group after Russia. <coughs> Georgia is followed by Azerbaijan, Lithuania, and Moldova. U.S. <coughs> Department of State released their International Narcotics Control Strategy report on the 29th, 28th of March. The section on Georgia says that its location along traditional smuggling routes in the Caucasus leaves it vulnerable to transnational crime organizations that continue to traffic opium, heroin, and the main per- precursor chemical used to produce heroin, acetic anhydride, that cash smuggling and money laundering 
drug and substance abuse challenges. They estimated that there are 50,000 illegal drug users in the country and that synthetic and club drugs are the most popular. The report notes the Georgian government generally works with other organizations and countries to combat drug-related problems, but that more could be done to pursue links between organized crime and money laundering. In related news, Tbilisi hosted a national harm reduction conference on the 26th and 7th, bringing together activists, health professionals, members of various NGOs to discuss, discuss drug policy. Community groups in Tbilisi talked about <clears throat> lead exposure at a hotel. We here at Tbilipot.com are very interested in lead in Tbilisi. Anybody who knows anything, let us know. We've heard that the Swedes are funding something relevant, but don't know much more. The Batumi Sanitary Service has apparently started taking cows that wander the boulevard into custody, making their owners pay 20 to 50 lati fines for letting them wander around. Great article in The Atlantic just out today. The West takes NATO for granted. One country still wants in. You guessed which one. As the transatlantic alliance turns 70, Georgia, situated in, on Russia's doorstep, desperately hopes to join by Tbilisi-based Neil Howard. Great article, although I doubt it will influence the U.S. Republican Party that has become nothing but a cheerleading squad for Trump, but it should. Caucus's Research Resource Center released a USAID-funded study on countering anti-Western discourse and social media. One notable element of the study is what they found, that, the, that, they found that the Georgian far right repeats a bunch of the same anti-Western talking points on social media as Russian-supported far-right groups in Europe, surprise, surprise, but that the Georgian groups also have a distinct anti-Russian viewpoint, <clears throat> with the exception of groups like Georgian Idea and Georgian March. Many of the groups also express anti-Turkish opinions. Not all of the page's activity is exclusively far-right focused, though. Other topics of interest include protests, in support of Zaza Saralidze, whose son was killed in Tbilisi in 2017, the killing of Archil Tatunashvili in South Ossetia in custody last year. The researchers found that interest in far-right topics in Georgia has been increasing with increased internet availability, that with Facebook engagement with these topics in 2018, eight times larger than in 2015, and that it increased when events like the counter-rallies surrounding drug legalization protests and the rallies on International Day Against Homophobia and Trans phobia were held. Eurasianet published an interesting piece on Tarkhan Batirashvili, the ISIS commander known as Omar al-Shishani and his cousin, born-again Christian Temur Tatyashvili. The two, two grew up together in Pankizi Gorge's village Birkani, but their paths diverge in the ways that the family still doesn't fully understand. Temur remembers his cousin as a warm and lovable boy who was radicalized by an older brother who fought in Chechnya, then by injustice from the state when he was arrested on trumped-up illegal weapons charges after fighting for Georgians in the 2008 war. Four years later, Tarkhan was in Syria with his brother while a cousin was dealt, uh, has dealt with challenges in Pankizi, where his conservative conversion to Christianity was not easily accepted. OC Media wrote about the challenges of raising autistic children in Georgia when one single mother's <clears throat> son was born 16 years ago. There were no resources for her. The situation has improved slightly, but the cost of medical expenses and the lack of a strong support network has left the mother exhausted uh, and barely able to spend time with the son that she loves. She worries about what will happen as her son grows older since government-funded therapy is not provided to people over 16. The government doesn't give support easily. Parents have to fight to get their children accepted to schools and kindergartens to receive therapy vouchers to get special education teachers for their kids and to get more state funding for autism programming generally. 
Shai Khanna published a short documentary about a man who lives along uh, an abandoned village in the Truso uh, uh, Valley by the Russian border and the South Ossetian boundary line. He believes that demons will come to live in an empty place and thus has chosen to live in the valley of his ancestors. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 20, the height in meters of Tbilisi's Kartlis Deda statue. From the 5th through the 8th Batumi Shoto Rustaveli State Theater, Batumi State Musical Center, Istanbul Shoto Rustaveli Cultural Center, and Georgia's Scout Movement will host an International Night of the Panzer Skin Festival beginning at 3 p.m. in Batumi at Batumi State University. On the 6th and 7th, 7 p.m., the Batumi Drama Theater will perform Georgian version of the Polish playwright uh, Mrozek's Summer Day, a sad drama. On the 13th, 14th, at 7, they will premiere Avon Kenti Segarelli's comedy, Hanuma. On the 7th, Contemporary Art Space, Batumi is hosting a meeting with famous Russian photographer Igor Gavrilov, 6 p.m. At 5 p.m. on the 5th, art critic Gogi Khoshtari will give a lecture called Painting Ballet at Tbilisi City Hall, Vakhtang, uh, Chibukiani Memorial Apartment Museum. French psychedelic folk band Serafine will perform at Tbilisi's Backstage 76 on the 5th, opening at 9 p.m. Their music is apparently at the crossroads of solar pop, dreamlike ballads, and epic trance, and the video is an integral part of their live performance that involves through a, evolves through a series of hypnotic and enchanting scenes, a spellbinding journey for the audience. Want to be spellbound? They will be preceded by flight mode. An exhibit by uh, an exhibit of work by contemporary Georgian painter Shalva Matuashvili opens at the Museum of Fine Arts in Tbilisi on the 5th at 7 p.m. Runs through the 14th. The exhibition Red Terror and Georgian Artists. If you have not seen it yet, it closes at the National Museum on the 6th. There'll be a finer final lecture by literature museum head Lasha Bakradze on the subject of writers and power at 4 p.m. at the museum. He's a great speaker and a smart guy. Everybody go. On the 10th at 7 p.m., the Heinrich Boll Stiftung at Tbilisi office will host a public debate on the struggles of women in political representation, current reality and challenges featuring female speakers from local and international organizations. On the 12th at 7 p.m. at the National Library at Tbilisi, the Astronomy Club of Georgia and the National Library of Sciences will host a public dialogue on the difference between classical and quantum physics. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tbilpod at gmail.com or post the form on our website, www.tbilpod.com. And we will finish with, from 1959, this is The Coasters with Poison Ivy. <laughs>